When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. Season awards Jokic. for yeah probably right yep right there uh, you saw the football pass he threw uh, what was it Monday night or something I think that might be the best pass ever <laughs> it was <laughs> incredible just straight from an inbound to an alley oop and he caught it like AG's got some soft hands he caught it like so easily yep. yeah I mean it was a it was a bullet well Russell Wilson be getting the MVP award will he be getting offensive player of the year where does Russell Wilson fall on this? We are handing out mid-season awards here on the DNVR Broncos podcast, but I got some awards to give out. Todd Davis, MVP. Ryan, MVP. Oh. And we're rolling with you today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Last show of the week with the Broncos bye week. I feel like Todd is rookie week. of the year. Rookie of the I year. I am a okay. rookie. This is You're my first MVP. year. Oh, thank you. Your comeback? Because uh, you're I'm here like today. Six man of the year. Six man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. There we go. Uh, you want to hand out an award for Alexis and Henry? Oh man. Um, it's tougher. Yes. I would say Henry is offensive player of the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's a good one. And um, Alexis is coach of the year. Coach of the year. I like it. There yep. you go. There yep. you go. Um, so we're gonna hand out those awards. And where do we start? Do we start at the very top and then work our way down? Or do we start, start at, I don't want to say all the way down, like yeah, at the bottom. I don't want to put like a coach at the bottom. Uh, but let's finish with MVP. Okay, yeah. we'll finish with MVP. So let's start with the rookies. And <laughs> when thinking about this rookie class, I mean, did you guys watch Monday night's game with the, the Raiders and the Lions? Some. Yeah. It was just every play for the Lions, whether it's the offense or the defensive side, it's a rookie making a play. It's your guy, Jack Campbell. Um, it's my guy, Brian Branch. Um, Todd, I'm going to say your guy is Jameer Gibbs. Mm -hmm. uh, the running. No, I should have said Jack Campbell's your guy. Since yeah. You're a linebacker. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just rookies everywhere on that team. And the rookies for the Lions are playing phenomenal. And you look at the Broncos, and they definitely have some, uh, some support uh, and, and input from rookies this year. But it's not that much. So do we just give out a rookie of the year, or do we go offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year? So I don't really know if we... I, I think there's one rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, I think so. Like, who's prime, who's been playing really well and just hasn't even hit his potential because there's only so much he could do. Yeah. But I think all around he's been, from start to finish, the best rookie we've had. 
I think early on in the season, it probably would have been Marvin Mims. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. since then, I think he's kind of taking a step back. Not that he's playing badly. He had a great return last week. I just think there's, there's a young, another young guy um, that's really stepping up and making his presence felt. And, like, making coaches have to make decisions about who's getting what reps, what plays to give the guys. Like, he's literally changing the dynamic of the yeah. offense right now. So I think he has to be rookie of the year. And you're talking about? Tula McLaughlin? Exactly. <laughs> yes, <Yep. sir. laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I love this. I love that the Broncos have a history and a culture of undrafted players being yep. awesome. Um, that's just such a cool thing to, like, have as our thing. Uh, like, you know, if it was a college, you would call them, like, undrafted you. But <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, so I, there's just something about it, and, like, uh, the fan base embraces it at, like, a higher level, and the guy's undrafted. It's like the list just goes on and on. So, um that excites me about J-Mac, offensive J-Mac. Um, <laughs> and, heck, if he was a rookie, a defensive J-Mac, uh, J-Mac would have that, those honors too. So, anyways, he's electric. He needs the ball more, in my opinion. Yep. But he opens up a lot of things on offense that Sean Payton loves and wants to do. Uh, and so I think the uh, the package of plays for him is just going to grow greater and greater. I, I think so, too. And we saw it a couple of weeks ago where Sean Payton said, kid, you're doing so good. I'm going to give you the start. Yeah. And he got the start ahead of Javante Williams. And I really think that that was, uh, that was just showing him, hey, we really appreciate what you're doing. Alexa says she doesn't get why she's coach of the year. It's because she's like a true media professional. You yeah. know, and... Um, I only speak for myself to hear, but um, I don't see myself in that way. <laughs> uh, so I'm always, you know, learning from her uh, from her expertise. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you would have like that professional of a photo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. see, look at that, Ryan. <laughs> She's giving us the wisdom. <laughs> um, and uh, well, sometimes coaches don't always, you know, dress to the dress to the nines. Vic Fangio was all about that gray sweatsuit that he had. He was. <laughs> He yep. loved it. But that just allows me to wear sweats because I can say, well, coaches do it, so I'm going to do it. Funny thing is, like, uh, Mike McDaniel always wears his gray sweatsuit, too, but yeah. his is, like, swaggy. <laughs> right. With the rolled-up pants. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him yesterday, his opening comments to, to in Germany? Mm -hmm. Too good. Too good. Did you see it, Ryan? No. He walks up to the podium for the first time in Germany and says, I know what you guys are thinking. I'm bigger in person. I look bigger in person. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> and you know the funny thing? There was no media laugh. There was nothing. I'm it was like, like crickets. And then so he immediately just started, oh, this room's really big, too. And I was like, how do you not give him the media laugh uh -huh. there? <laughs> Maybe it didn't translate. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> um, did you see his reaction to finding out that there was that kid who dressed up as him for Halloween? No. That was also great. Uh -huh. He's just like, that. I don't believe you guys. Uh -huh. It doesn't compute that someone would want to be me for Halloween. Outside of Coach Prime? Do you think Mike McDaniels is the second most dressed up coach for no. Halloween? No. Who? Who's second? I'm trying to think of like <laughs> swaggy coaches um, that you'd want to dress up. I bet as. you there's some like there's there's probably more Bear Bryants <laughs> in Alabama than there are Mike McDaniels. Oh, Andy Reid too. Andy Reid's oh, a, yeah, a lot yeah, of them. Really all you just one. have to do is have a replicable thing, you know. Right. Saban does have like the straw hat uh -huh. that you can do. Uh, you, you're right. You got to have something. Andy Reid's got it. Maybe some kids holding uh, cheeseburgers. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, uh, One of our listeners to this show texted me today, um, my guy James, uh, and he said... Jim, Jimmy P? 
No, 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 mm. no, no. But he is a listener. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Uh, he texted me and said that his neighbor... Wait, let me just get this right. Because oh, it's, it's kind of crazy that, that this is the, the costume that this person went with. Oh. Someone go as you, Ryan? He said, a colleague sent me a pic of their five-year-old in their Halloween costume dressed as Coach Prime. <laughs> the reason? Because their babysitter is a freshman at CU. Like... Oh my oh. gosh, wow. That is like a lot of layers to go through. Coach is, Prime just covers everything. He really does. And the, the easy thing about Coach Prime is he has like a go-to. Yeah. You throw on some sunglasses, uh, you get a cowboy hat, and any CU swag or Coach Prime swag. Boom, there you go. Yep. Dan Campbell? That's pretty... You just have to be like big. Macho? Big, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so I mean, Todd... You nailed it. Julio McLaughlin is the only choice that you can go here. Like you said, though, Marvin Mims still leads the league in yards per catch. He just has caught one pass in the past four games yeah. for four yards, which is insane. So he was running away with it. And honestly, kind of right when they stopped using Marvin is when they really started using Jaleel. And you know what's also crazy about Jaleel? How has the Broncos' rushing game been this year? It's been really good. It's been really good? When he's carrying the rock mm, when he's carrying the rock i i, I javante's done well too he has he has but i think what is he averaging still like seven yards a carry 7.1 yeah, yards, yards per carry he probably does <laughs> yeah um and so jaleel's been incredible i also think javante's been really good and, and tata i think that the broncos running game for the most part has been really good overall too they have one rushing touchdown that's crazy we're eight games through the season. Yeah. They're on pace for two rushing touchdowns this year. And yeah. so, one, that's awful. That has to change. But Jaleel's the guy with the rushing touchdown. Yeah. And, and it he kind of made something out of nothing. It, exactly. It was that, what, five-yard toss to him? Yep. And it feels like there are a decent amount of plays where the offensive line does a great job opening up holes for him and Javante. But it feels like at least half of Jaleel's runs, there's nothing there. And then he just makes something, and it turns into a 15-yard carry or a screen touchdown or something. Yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, the ultimate test of if you are a real running team is if you can run the ball in the red zone. Yeah. Very few teams honestly can. And that's why, not to derail us, but that's why I gave Russell Wilson a lot of credit for the game last week because he didn't have a great game. He didn't put up a lot of yards. He didn't, But he had three touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. uh, and they can't run the ball in the red zone, so the only way they're going to score is if he throws touchdown passes, and that that's, was, that's why they won. That's very fair. Yeah, and, uh, and th those were really good passes. Russ did what was asked of him. And Indeed. Sean's not asking much of him right now, but I think this is exactly what Sean wants to ask from Russ, is make the couple of plays that we need, make the one or two deep shots, um, and then convert in the red zone when you need to. But I, the Broncos need to find success running the ball in the red zone. or They're going to be hurting. Yeah, especially going against a, a tougher second half of the schedule than the first. Yeah. So I can't stop thinking about these coaches and costumes. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> I feel like anybody could have been uh, Josh McDaniels in Hollywood. Oh. All you got to do is sit at home. Oh. <laughs> that was me. That is good. <laughs> that was me. I couldn't help thinking about it. That is too good. Um, I'm just looking over at our mural wall. Uh, I know Pat Bolin wasn't a coach, but man, you put on the fur coat, especially when you're going out at night and yeah. it's cold. That's actually get some aviators a fire on. costume that I don't think I've ever seen someone do. I don't that think so either, but man, you, you bring mom's coat out or something, yep. and there you go. Barrel man.
Yeah, oh, Barrel Man's a good one. I mean... That's the opposite, though. You better be ready for the cold. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The cowboy hat, though? Man. Um, yeah. Just looking at the wall. Real I think quick. The old school Carmelo is, is dope, too. Man, yep. it is. With headband, the headband around yep. the braids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Josh McDaniels, I am so torn. Yeah. I'm so torn because I just want to dance on his grave so badly. But the fact that he's going to end his coaching career undefeated against the Broncos uh -huh. just kills me. And what's crazy about that is when I think of the Josh McDaniels leg or tenure in Las Vegas, I feel like it started last year. So I'm like, okay, well, he was 3-0 and against them. No, he was, how long has he been there? Three years? I don't know. I, th I think I want to say he's 7-0 and yeah. against the Broncos, which that is what's my... It's not just like it was one or two games kind of got away. Yeah. Seven straight games. And Todd, ha especially when it's a division opponent and you play a team twice that a year. That doesn't make sense For to multiple me. years. See? That's what I'm saying. It does not compute. He was just last year their coach. Oh. So... Oh, so he's probably 7-0. and All time? Yeah, all time. Because I did see 7-0 against the mm -hmm. Broncos. Did he never lose when he was with the Patriots to the Broncos? That doesn't make sense, though. Something the is wrong here. I'll keep doing research. Because I swear I've seen that stat. I saw mm -hmm. that stat somewhere, too. So then it was just last year. Okay, that makes me feel... Yeah, because last year was his first year um, with Derek Carr, and then he blew it all up after yeah. that. How do you do that, man? It's, it's crazy. And... Uh, Todd, have you ever heard of owners kind of going out of their way to uh, evade coaching staffs, evade general managers, to go talk to players, to get a, a pulse? Is that is that a normal thing? No. To get a pulse of the locker room? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I, I think the owners, most NFL owners aren't around much. They don't really have relationships with their players. I think there are certain ones that do, like Robert Kraft right. um, and certain guys, but I don't think that's just a normal uh, way that buildings are ran. Yeah. So to see that, you know, he was definitely frustrated with how things are going, and he blew it all up. Yep. He said, I'm sick of everybody. <laughs> yeah. All three of y'all, four of y'all, everybody come. <laughs> Anyone that has worked for the Patriots before, get, get out of here. Um, and, uh, man, the press conferences yesterday, pretty inspiring for the Raiders. We'll see if that translates on the field. Champ Kelly is their new general manager, interim general manager. He was with the Broncos. Uh -huh. well, was he here when you were here, or did he move on? I'm not sure. I think I think he was there a decade ago. I don't know when he left, though. Okay. Um, but former Bronco now helping the Raiders out. Ryan, what are you finding? He was 3-0 against the Broncos. <clears throat> What's interesting, though, is as a head coach, he was also 3-0 against the Patriots. Wow. Mm. So undefeated. Against his former teams. I wonder... Did the Raiders play the Patriots this year? They did. And they, yeah. and they I mean, they won. They won. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's kind of wild. That's the opposite of, like, a Nick Saban. And I think Belichick's really... Oh, Belichick was, like, really good against his former yeah. coaches, too. Yep. Um, I'll never well, forget. Good. I'm glad it wasn't 7 <clears throat> The only, like, memorable moment Josh McDaniels has, positive, uh, memorable moment of his coaching career is beating the Patriots to to advance to 6 and 0 yep. and fist pumping yep. up and down the <laughs> yeah. sidelines like <clears throat> we really thought that we did something. Yep. 
when 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 he started. And I mean, they he went was two and eight the rest of the season. Dang. Uh, and then they were terrible the next year. He was the boy genius at that point. Yes. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, the Broncos got the next great coach. And you know, the great thing about it, he's 32 years old. He's going to be here for the next 20 or 30 years. And then we saw it absolutely fall apart. Um, and uh, an interesting thing to connect it back with this team, that was clearly Josh McDaniel's Super Bowl, that game. Yeah. Because got to 6-0, beat Bill Belichick, and he just thought that he was on top of the world. We just talked about, and we've talked about for the past week, how this past game for the Broncos was their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? Do you celebrate, especially with the bye week, celebrate a little too hard, forget that there's a second half of the season, and come out and get smoked by the Bills? Or... If you're a good team and you are trending in the right direction, you will come back focused and you won't go two and eight down the stretch like Josh McDaniels did. So this game against the Bills isn't just big because it's another uh, it's a primetime game. It's against another good opponent and you can prove yourself once again and really prove that you're legit and pulled a one game of 500. But also it shows just the, the character and the mental mindset that you have. Yeah, I definitely wanted them to play again next week. Like, they need to use this momentum as quick as they can, build off of it. Uh, and, Ryan, as you said, offset, like, they're not – they don't need to get healthy. They're healthy. So they yeah. need to get going and keep running. I don't want them to have any time to, like, rest. Um, but I think it's good for them um, to be able to really dissect who they are as a team in this next week. But, man, I wish they could play on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say this, though. You get a chance to, like, do all, everything that you just said. You can celebrate, enjoy the win – and then get back focused and come back ready to work like that's the one positive of this is like it's silly to say this about a three and a five team but you don't have to worry about like a hangover from that win affecting them next week um i think from a coaching perspective it's very similar to our perspective as podcasters which is like everyone just got Mm re-engaged you have this big win you have you know sean payton kind of gets a signature win as a head coach a couple weeks ago, Todd, we were talking about how, uh, you know, you can start to lose your belief in the coach and especially yeah. someone who coaches as hard as he does. Uh, and all of a sudden, all that's out the window. Like, the coaching staff belief is at, is as high as it's been all season, and the player belief should be right behind it in terms of, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's shock the world here. Yeah. So the, what you don't want is you're two and six, you just got blown out by the Chiefs, and now you have a bye week, and everyone oh, already knows the season's over. Yeah, that would be really bad. If they were in that <laughs> position, man. We should get some cigars. And, <laughs> and That's what they would have the been break. doing. Yeah. <laughs> big chilling. And uh, if you're big chilling this weekend, check out our friends over at Primo Hoagies, where I know I'm going to be hitting up Primo Hoagies. So you should too. And if you're hanging out all day Saturday watching college football, well, you're going to be staying up late because the Buffs don't play. Is it 8 or 8.30? 8. 8 p.m. You don't sound thrilled about that. In no. Boulder at night? If I was just going as a fan, I would love it. Mm, that's fair. I got a post-game show to do. Yeah, so touche. I've already done it twice this year. Now, both of those games went into double overtime, which is crazy. Oh, We had two wow. 8.30 starts that went into double overtime. That's nuts. And both of those nights, I got home one at 3 a.m., one at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Um, Dang. So that's what sucks about these but i do love that we get to have like a whole real tailgate yeah oh that's gonna be awesome and if you're having a tailgate check out primo hoagies to get your party trays they've got those or if you just want an individual sandwich they got them as well broccoli rob 
I was skeptical of broccoli on the sandwich. No, this, I mean, it's the best part of the sandwich. I got to try this. I Everyone know. in the office is <laughs> raving about it. Yes, it, it, it smell. oh man. If Don't be around it if you're not going to eat it though. Dangerous. They smell so good. So check wow. them out over at primohogies.com where they have a location Hogies. in Denver and Centennial and around the country. So check them out even if you don't live here. That's primohogies.com. And check out our friends over at Hero Bread. Um, you know, if you love bread, you love the soft, pull apart, um, mm-hmm. almost like hot out of the oven bread. That is definitely Hero Bread. I'm not a big fan of like a lot of sourdoughs. I don't want to have to saw my bread in half just to get a <laughs> good piece. Um, but if you love really good bread and there's like bread shards that a, of it exactly flying, it's flying all over the kitchen. Now I got to clean up for 20 minutes. I just wanted one sandwich. And then your mouth is sh- sh- yeah, uh, just sawed apart. The whole roof of your mouth <laughs> <Yes>. is. <laughs> it's like eating Captain Crunch. Like you just. Um, but Hero Bread is really nutritious. Um, it has fewer calories than the leading national brand, and five to ten grams of per, uh, protein per serving, which is great for if you're into bodybuilding, you're into looking good, you're into going to the gym. I think Hero Bread is a great. Um, bread you can make sandwiches with. You can check them out. You can get 10% off uh, at hero.co. Once again, that's H-E-R-O.co. Go check them out. Use the code DMVR and you get 10% off today. One quick thing on Hero Bread. They also have Hero Tortillas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am blown away by them. Like they're somewhere between zero and two net carbs. Um, you guys know I like to dabble in and out of keto, as you can probably tell right now. Been a while. But... <laughs> Um, I can't tell. Well, thanks. Um, these tortillas taste the exact same as regular tortillas with zero to two net carbs. Mm. It is insane. Um, we have um, Emma, who's one of our coworkers, who is a producer on the national show, staying with us right now. Uh, the other night, I made her a quesadilla with it. Didn't tell her. I was like, what do you think of that quesadilla? What do you think of the tortilla? She was like, uh, it's a normal tortilla. I was like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got her. You're, yep. you're, like a, you're like a dad serving tofu to their kids saying uh-huh. it's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no one would fall for that. <laughs> uh, my parents tried it and, yeah, did not fall for it. I used to hate onions so much when I was a kid that, like, I was, like, stubborn about it. You know, like, if there's even onions near the food, I don't yeah. want it, which is weird because I like them now. But my mom one time made, like, a meatloaf. And she must, she like minced these onions the most you could ever uh-huh. mince anything. And I literally took one bite. I was like, nope, onions. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, damn. And so did you go hungry? Yeah. Or I just like made a bowl of cereal, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the rule. It's like, you don't have to eat what I'm making, but you got to figure it out on your yeah, own. I'm not making you something else. Uh, we're like the Academy Awards right now. We've made it through one segment and given out one award. <laughs> we're just stretching this thing out as far as we can. Ryan, did you even give out? Your official rookie of the year? Uh, yes. Okay. Jaleel? Yep. All right. Let's move up the rankings here. Let's go defensive player of the year. I think for the big three, MVP, offense, and defense, there's so many different ways you can go. Yeah. I am... Hmm. I'm going to go Justin. Okay. Um, the, the way that he creates turnovers whether it's recovering fumbles or getting interceptions is just so valuable and he's now done it you know consistently enough that you can say like it's not luck because a lot of turnovers are luck Mm -hmm. but when you lead the league in interceptions last year what does he have this year um he has two or three yep and then he had a fumble recovery last game like he was a defensive player of the week this week it's not that 
the ball finds him, it's that he finds the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is just so, so valuable. I'm going to save Justin for maybe a later oh, category. Coach of the year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Oh, this is it's getting tough because when you think about all the guys, there's a lot of talent out there and a lot of guys making plays. Um, but I think I have to give it to Pat. I think mm. this defense is bottom of the barrel if you take Pat Sertan off of it. Um, I think what he can do with locking up wide receivers. And I think he's had a really tough start to the season because everything was felt like it was on his plate. Like he had to find a way to uh, make pass breakups. He had to find a way to you know, rush off the edge and get sacks. Like, he was the only one trying to really produce for a while. The defense has now put it together, but I think everybody was looking at Pat. Everybody wanted Pat to make a play. And I think when you're looking at a guy like that, that's because he's your MVP. So, for me, I'm going to give it to Pat uh, for defense MVP. Damn, you guys are nailing it, but you're not doing it in the way that typical award uh, awards are given out. What awards do, they just look at stats and then go just straight off of that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at stats here um, and go with a guy that has just blown this out of the water. Nick Benito. I was, you know, Five was and a half sacks yeah. leads the team. Uh, he had that forced fumble against the Bears, which was the game-changing play of that to get the Broncos' first win. 13 quarterback hits most on the team nine tackles for a loss most on the team now he hasn't had a sack in the past three games that shows you how well he started the yep. season and he was benched this past game so i don't think nick benito is going to be this guy at the end of the season was, but yeah. for right now for right now i'm gonna give it to nick benito okay <clears throat> um you just actually undid your own argument but <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna get back to pat versus justin i obviously love pat uh, and it's, it, you know, you, you, you win with both choices. Yep. Here's what I'll say, though. Remember when Peyton Manning got injured in Indianapolis and they lost almost every game? And everyone said, this really displays how valuable Peyton <laughs> yeah. Manning really was. Like, he definitely deserved all those MVP awards. Yep. He should have been the MVP that season. Yep. Because it showed how valuable he was. Do you guys remember what happened when Justin, Fields was, or Justin uh, Simmons wasn't on the field? They looked terrible. Against Miami? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saving Justin for another <laughs> one. I think he's that important to the team. They gave but. up 70 points. Yeah. Yeah. Was Justin there when they played Fields? I don't remember. Was he there with the Bears? Because Kareem was. Because he got the, yeah, the game Kareem winning. Was there. I think Justin was out. And uh, how did Justin Fields look specifically that first half? Phenomenal. Yeah. Perfect. And even, even over the entire game, he still had like an incredible stat line. Yeah. So, yeah. Shows how good Justin Simmons is. Yep. I think I know what you're saving him for. You don't Before know. Before we get to offense, probably not offense. We're probably not saving him for that. Let's go to comeback player of the year here. I would give mine to Nick Benito. Yep. Uh, and this is like, I don't think enough is being made about it. And, you know, it, it, the first narrative always lasts longer. And so the first narrative was Nick Benito sucks. George Payton sucks. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, George Payton may have found a really good pass rusher in the second round that has trans been transformative for this defense this year and really been their only consistent source of pass rush. But no one is going to go back and correct themselves and say, you know, everyone no. will say <laughs> Nick Benito looks good, but no one's like talking about the whole thing, which right. is like, that was actually a really great draft pick. Right. Yep. Um, yep. So because of that, like, 
this is a comeback not only from being banged up, not really getting on the field, um, but also a comeback from just the narrative, which basically took Nick Benito and just set him aside and was like, put him in the island of misfit toys. Like, he's not part of this. Yeah, 100%. And now he just is. And, and you have a really young, fast, extremely talented pass rusher that's only going to get better. Yeah, so credit to George Payton um, for because when they got Nick Benito, we said this guy is such a talented pass rusher. He has a crazy bend. He's so fast off the line of scrimmage, but he needs some time to develop. Well, one year to develop is 100% acceptable for anyone. First round pick, offense, defense. Yeah. That's totally. And Nick Benito is. Right on that path. So um, I completely understand going Nick Benito here. But since I've already given him a award, I'm going to go a different direction here. And I'm going to go to a guy that's coming back from not playing bad, but from not playing. I'm going to go Javante Williams. Mm. Um, Javante Williams could, uh, I'm so close to putting him as my offensive uh, player of the year. But I'm going to go come back here because Javante Williams is still coming back in a very strong way. Past two games, he's had his best games, and they've been both wins for the Broncos, both 80-plus yards on the ground. Even though he did not average uh, four yards per carry in this past game, 27 carries, 30 touches in pretty much one exact year from that injury. Javante is getting this award, um, and he's, he's going to be invaluable for this offense the second half of the season. I've, like, never seen a better case for running the ball than this last game yeah um so true you know there in 2023 we just believe that like running the ball is just a chore uh-huh. uh and it, you're basically just doing it to try and keep the defense a little bit honest but this was like the biggest win for the anti-analytics crowd ever yeah um because the broncos get the best win they've had in years with no real statistical success running the ball they just said, just keep handing it off. Just keep doing it. I think 3.1 it, yards per carry. Don't even care. Just keep pounding the ball with Javante. Yeah, I think it makes so much sense, like how the league has changed, progressed. You have all these defensive coordinators who are now building their teams to stop the passing game. Yep. So you have, you know, 215-pound linebackers. You have D linemen that, whose first initial um, step that they can pass rush. So now you have these big old linemen. You have a tough running back let's run the ball at these defenses who really aren't prepared to stop the run and i think that's yeah. why they found so much success and yeah. i think they will continue to because defenses aren't built to stop the run like they were back in dick buckus uh <laughs> ray lewis yeah. days even like it's very different nowadays and then eventually if teams have success with this more teams will start doing that yep. the derrick henry's of the world will become more popular in the draft and then defenses will adjust slightly yep. and then offenses will start passing it and it, it there's it once it seems like there's never going to be a correction yep. there always is at least a slight correction there maybe it's not teams completely change how they're made but maybe uh, when you play a certain team then they put three linebackers on the field instead of just one or yeah. something like that yeah i think it's always going to be like have evidence flows to the game yeah exactly i um, mean and always moving uh but my comeback player is somebody who is playing at a much higher level um and his stats are starting to show it. You want to go stats? Let's go stats. There we go. Russell Wilson yeah. has as many touchdowns in eight games as he did all season long. He has 16 touchdowns wow. right now. His QBR is about 20 points higher than it was last year. Um, and he's just playing much better football. He's not having 
250 yards a game, but he's doing what they need him to do to be successful. Um, and he's finding a lot of guys. He's making the right plays. His completion percentage is is doing really well right now. So I think he has to be my comeback player of the year. Just how bad it looked last year and how horrible it was. People were saying, was he washed up? Could he be fixed? Is he fixable? And he's proving everybody wrong and really making a lot of plays. So he came back. It's good that the Broncos have a case for all three of these guys. Yes. I mean, I can easily ride with either of you on your picks here. Nationally, you know who the Bronco with the best chance to win this award is? Russ. Yeah, Russ. E <laughs> easy. Plus 5,000, so he's not likely going to win it because you still have DeMar Hamlin at minus 140, Tua at plus 200, and then there's still a lot of guys ahead of Russ. Um, but let's, let's quickly look back through the other awards that we've given out so far. You know which rookie? Broncos rookie has the best chance to win that award nationally. Marvin Mims. No. Who? Our guy, Jaleel. Oh, okay. we, we were spot on. <clears throat> now, the way Jaleel, you said it threw me off. <laughs> Jaleel plus 10,000. So he's not going to win this, but mm. he's the first Bronco nationally. And then what other award have we given out? Um, defensive player of the year. Russ is plus 5,000 right now. Yep. For comeback player of the year. But uh, you a, like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> the second that, uh, that uh, DeMar Hamlin put on a uniform, he won it, in my opinion. I, I agree. But and I think and that I'm not Russ even can... saying because I think he deserves it. It's just the narrative is just already written. But if they go on a run. Yep. And Russ, has, quarterbacks. And Russ has 16 more touchdowns. And he finishes 32 to 8. Come on, yeah, uh, you build a really good case. If you're going to place that bet, I would hang on until after Sunday night because Sunday night is Bills Bengals in Cincinnati, mm. the same place that Demar got injured last year. So I think there's going to be even more attention surrounding him. Totally, understandably so, and, and and really good to bring awareness. But I think those odds for him, he's going to become even more of a heavy favorite, which is going to make Russ. Uh, even better odds, I think. So I just hold on to that a little bit. That's um, good advice. Very Now, uh, okay, defensive player of the year. Guess which Bronco nationally has Pat. the best chance to win it right now? Pat. Pat is not on the board. Mm. Wow. Unless I'm not seeing his name, but I really don't think he's here. Then Nick Benito. Nope. <laughs> Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons, okay. yeah, exactly. Okay. Plus 15 thousand so so far russ has the best odds of winning any of these awards at comeback player at plus five thousand the so. broncos aren't winning any awards dang that's sorry. wow maybe maybe mvp let's get to mvp and then maybe we'll be nope. talking about some awards no no nope. okay before we get to mvp let's hand out offensive player of the year todd where are you going with this one um you know i couldn't give him comeback but i think a guy that's playing really well right now is uh Javante, I think he's done everything right, and I would like to give it to some other guys, but I think Javante hasn't made a mistake. He hasn't made any mistakes. He just came out, he's run the ball hard, and right now he is maybe the biggest piece to this team's success. So I'm going to give it to Javante simply because he's coming back from a severe injury, and it feels like he hasn't lost a step. He looks just as dominant as he did um, last year before he got injured or the year before that. And so I had to give it to Javante. I think a lot of guys are playing well right now, but Javante leads this offense. We know they have to run the ball, and they're going to need him to be successful doing that. 
Yeah, and I mean, just look no further for your case for Javante than who has the most offensive yards outside of the quarterback, because that's always going to be the case as a quarterback. It's Javante, and he's not really even close. He has 435 yards from scrimmage, which is rushing and receiving combined. Uh, that's 65... 55 more than Cortland Sutton and Javante's doing it on the ground and through the air. Yep. Are you going Javante? I feel like award ceremonies, they don't give the same award to two people. Okay. So I'm not. Okay. Can I give mine? Absolutely. I love Javante. Um, and I maybe should have given him comeback player of the year because I truly didn't even think he was going to play this year a couple mm -hmm. months ago. Uh, and now he's been one of the best offensive players. Um, so he probably deserves an award, and he's not going to get one on my list. There's Yards are one thing, but they're worth nothing if you don't score. And one player on offense has scored six touchdowns. No one else has scored more than three. Correct. And that's Brandon Johnson, which is crazy. <laughs> it is. Um, Actually, two people have scored three, Brandon Johnson and Jaleel. Okay. But yeah, you're right. He has double the touchdowns. He has double the touchdowns else. as any other skill position player, and it's Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, he has done a great job of helping them finish in the red zone. I would guess he has already cleared his preseason DraftKings line for how many touchdowns he was going to score this year. Oh, 100%. Um, it was probably like three and a half or four and a half. Yep. Uh, and so he has six. Um, he's obviously a player who everyone maybe wants a little bit more out of uh, most of the time, but... I'm not going to give the same offensive players I'm giving MVP. Uh, so I have to look at, at actual production in terms of points on the board. And he has been by far the best player um, other than my MVP. Yeah, and he has the most receiving yards. And it's really not that close. He has most receptions, most touchdowns. Man, I'm going to leave one person off my list, and it's going to kill me. But for this one, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton as well. Okay. Um, cause I'm not also going to give the MVP to the same person, but you mentioned it six touchdowns and all credit in the world to Cortland Sutton. We, uh, you talked about it with Nick Benito, how George Payton doesn't get credit for him and people write him off and don't go back to, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt <clears throat> past few years. Cortland Sutton's straight up been disappointing. He has not got into the end zone. Um, I mean, he went like 27 games with one total touchdowns and signing his contract. You can't say that anymore about Cortland. He's yep. getting into the end zone. He's making those big time plays. He's making those 50-50 balls. They weren't just they weren't throwing him the 50-50 ball yeah. last year, so he couldn't catch it. Now they are, and he's making freak catches. Like the yeah. one we saw just this past week where, yeah, it was only a gain of like 25, but the degree of difficulty is a 10 out of 10 where he catches it over a guy's head with defensive pass interference on him. Uh, the Broncos don't... They still need that true, true, true number one like weapon on the field mm -hmm. on offense, but Cortland is as close to that as they have here. So yeah. I'm going. Cortland. I think Cortland. Cortland, I've been right, you know, been on his team yeah. since I think um, I came on air. But since you were literally on his team, for sure, <laughs> uh, he's talented. He's made plays. Um, I just felt like Gervonta hadn't made a mistake. Um, Cortland makes a lot of plays. He's had a few mistakes, which players yeah. do. Yeah. I just haven't seen that from Gervonta, but. Absolutely, I agree that Cortland Sutton should be uh, in the talk for offensive MVP. This is alarming. No Bronco skill position player is even close to being on pace for 1,000 yards this year. Dang. And on top of that, no Bronco skill position player has had a 100-yard game 
in terms in of anything? either receiving or rushing. Is that wild? That's yeah. sad. Yeah. It's Isn't not, that it, Midway through the season? Yeah. That's We're what talking I mean. about 2023, yeah. where offense gets whatever they want. Obviously, they have nine games left, but the, the highest, the, the closest to being on their way to 1,000 yards is Cortland Sutton. He has 380. So, he, like, he's on pace for, like, 750. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe and, 800. Yeah, and Jerry Judy's on pace for, I believe, like, 730. Um, Someone's, uh, someone, whether it's Jerry or Corlin, <laughs> will have, like, please. a 130-yard game that'll, that'll change this a lot. Please. But it is crazy if, if the leading yard getter on your team at the end of the season has, like, 800 yards. I agree. And actually, in my notes, the second note for today's podcast was how depressing this was to me. Yep. Specifically mm-hmm. when I was on looking offense. at MVP because that's an offensive war typically. And then on the offensive side, it's it's depressing because but I've actually felt a little better about this conversation when you guys have been making cases for Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams. Made me feel a little better, but still, man, just they're spreading the ball out a lot, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you just really want that dominant guy. And for, especially when it comes to the receiver room, they're the number one highest paid room in the NFL. Yeah. And to not even have a guy close to 1,000 now, that does include Tim Patrick. He's hurt. Nothing you could do about that. Um, but still, it's it's just a, it's a bummer. So you really hope that if Cortland Sutton finishes with 12 touchdowns this year, that's damn good. So that, that would at least be good. Yep. All right. All right, let's jump to Coach of the Year after I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. We're handing out awards, and when you're watching award shows and thinking about awards, you probably want a Breck beer. Broncos country, pale ale, it's almost Breck Brew Friday, meaning you need to stop by the store. It really does feel like, because it is our Breck Brew Friday, so maybe we'll crack one open here. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's Todd and I's Breck Brew Friday. So go to breckbrew.com to find their beer locator. If you're in Colorado, you can pretty much get it on in, at any liquor store, but you can also get it across the entire country. So if you don't live in Colorado, check out breckbrew.com to find where you can get the official beer of DNVR. <clears throat> also, if you are a sneakerhead, you've got to be in on Soul Savvy. Uh, all of the biggest drops you can get on Soul Savvy. And you know what? I'm trying to become a better sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. My problem is I have such a small palette of colors that i like to wear it's black shades of black yeah. and white and i thought shades of black were out really well there we were talking about a he- black heathered shirt which is a shade of black oh and but you i said, mean no i'm done like what color is this to you gray and black okay all right upstairs they were calling it blue yeah i, I kind of see blue it's mm. very like so this part's black and that part, and then yeah. this part's like acid wash. Acid wash. Yeah. yeah, I see how like the veins could look blue because they're in between those two. But this is this is black and gray. Yeah. So I'm in on black and gray. <laughs> but anyways, um, I pretty much only wear white sneakers, which I always see other people wear like the coolest sneakers, and I'm like, I just don't wear green or you know whatever is on mm-hmm. them. But anyways, if you have a larger palette than me, uh, then you got to get over to Soul Savvy. Go to soulsavvy.com/dnvr to get in. Uh, and get a discount on your membership to Soul Savvy and get in on some of the best shoe drops out there. Yeah, and uh, to give you credit, on camera, it looks black. There we go. Yeah. Take it. Um, Okay, Coach of the Year. Who are you giving this to? So anyone with a coach... (laughs) 
title next to their name is available here. Yes. Technically, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going Vance Joseph. <laughs> oh. Uh, I know that that sounds crazy, but the Broncos have won three games. In two of those games, they allowed nine points and 17 points. Some quick math. That is an average of like 13 Boom, points. Boom, <laughs> nailed it. Not Thank like 13, 13. <laughs> like I said, uh, quick math. They're averaging 13 points given up in their two in two of their three wins. Obviously, the Packers win and the Bears win are both just ugly garbage wins. The Chiefs win, that is a real ass win. Yeah. And they held the Kansas City Chiefs to zero touchdowns and nine total points. I saw the 70 point game. I understood the outrage. I wouldn't have even, like, they could have fired him and it would have been justified. Mm -hmm. But in two of their three wins, the defense won them the game. And in their biggest win, the only one that even really counts for anything, it was a masterful defensive performance. I have to give it to Vance Joseph. Wow. That's crazy because I will too. <laughs> We're going to get destroyed on this, uh, on this graphic. But it goes speak social. for yourself. Speak but this for is, yourself. The reason why I give it to Vance, Coach Vance Joseph is because I feel like he has showcased his ability to coach. And if mm. we're talking about coach of the year, he has coached his players from literally being the laughing stock of the league and the worst defense in football to an elite defense in a matter of four weeks. Such yeah. a great point. So he has the ability to coach his players and is doing a good job of it. So I don't know if there's anybody in the NFL that is coaching, I say, better than Jan Vance Joseph right now because of what he's been able to do and the turnaround that he's been able to make. He's literally having guys play at a completely different level than he did just weeks before by understanding his players, understanding his scheme, and now putting the two together. He is literally coaching at a very high level. Completely, completely agree with you, Todd. And, and uh, also, like, adjusted from what he wanted to do. You know, like, he had big ideas for this defense. It wasn't working. So he simplified it down. He boiled it down to, you know, simpler concepts and said, okay, let's just be really good at this stuff. Yep. And again, I can't emphasize enough that he held the Chiefs to zero touchdowns in a football game. Mm -hmm. One in two combined games. Yep. Which is nuts. I mean, he outcoached Andy Reid both games there, and Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL, the best head coach in the NFL. Um, so you guys, I, I could absolutely go this direction, and uh, I'm not going to say a bad thing um, about you guys picking him at all because, I, Todd, you're right. He is coaching extremely well right now. Can you guys believe that you just took the coordinator for the defense that's giving up the most points per game in the NFL? <laughs> like, just think about it that way. How crazy is that? that is. But we only have you're so not many crazy options, for though. doing it. No, 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 you're right. And also, but you're not crazy for doing it, Todd. Yeah. That's why it's on a podcast. You know, if you just tweeted it out and there's the stats <laughs> next to it, it's going to look ugly. <laughs> you have to explain why. And I think it's very justifiable. So I'm going, uh, crazy enough, defensive side of the ball still, but I'm going, I guess, one, but it really should be two. But I'm going outside linebackers coach Michael Wilhoyt, who uh, you look at this outside linebacker room. There are several people who just heard that name for the first time. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably. What about uh, Jamar Kane? Can yep. you tell me what position he is? Yes. 
Yeah? <laughs> After you tell me first. <laughs> the pass rush specialist coach. And why I'm going Jamar. He's the pass rush specialist. Yeah, exactly. Coach. There you go. Why I'm going Michael Wilhoit is uh, Sean told us essentially that pass rush specialist coach means assistant outside linebackers coach, but he's able to get paid more money if you name him pass rush specialist coach. And so it's a way that he was able to take him from Oklahoma, mm -hmm. which is really smart. Use those things, especially when you have Walmart money to your uh, advantage there. So I'm going Michael Wilhoit because Nick Benito. <sighs> The jump he's taken from his rookie season to now, and this is a new coach. Got to give the coach some credit here. Baron Browning has played in two games, and he's looked like the defensive player of the year in the entire NFL in mm -hmm. one of those games. <laughs> um, and then you also look at Jonathan Cooper. He just continues to develop three young guys that so far have been nothing but incredible bright spots. Who knows how much of it's coaching? Mm -hmm. Todd, you would know better than I would. Um, if I can give a lot of credit to a, uh, um, a position coach or not here, but just what we can see, it, he deserves a ton of credit. I think you can. I think position coaches uh, do a lot to assist their players and make sure they're ready to play on game day. It's funny. There's this like meme going around about uh, <laughs> about like this guy. These two guys are having an argument about how one guy didn't stand up for the other guy, and it's kind of talking about how position coaches don't stand up to defensive coordinators yeah. when you're in a meeting and the position coach tells you to do it one way then you come <laughs> out and you do it how he said it and now the defensive coordinator is yelling at you and he's just looking around like i don't know what's going on but i think i say that to say i think that position coaches do play a huge role in the success of the guys on the field um so rightfully so you can give them that award yeah and i think another guy runner up for me that i just want to give a shout out to zach streif Mm -hmm. um, look at the jump that Lloyd Cushenberry has taken. Uh, Quinn Miners continues to, to progress in the right direction. Uh, and then Garrett Bowles also having a hell of a season as well. Really, the, the one guy who probably shouldn't have as much impact with the offensive line coach is the guy who just paid $17.5 million to Mike McGlinchey, and he's performing the worst. And I think he should probably have the, the smallest impact on him because uh -huh. you brought him in to just be a great player, not to be coached up. Um, so Zach Streif having a, a, a very good year as well. Okay, for the final award here, most valuable player. I think I know where both of you are going here. Maybe there's a surprise. Todd, I'm giving, giving it, it to? to Justice Simmons. Um, I think I heard RK talk about the point about how terrible they looked on yeah. defense um, when Justin was out, and that equated to them losing those games and looking really bad in those games. So without Justin Simmons, I don't think the team stands a chance, not just the defense. Um, so I think he's the most valuable player on that roster. Um, we talked about trading guys. He was probably the one that you can get the most for because he's one of the more valuable players on that roster. Um, I think just his presence, his leadership, his ability to make plays, um, pick off Patrick Mahomes in the red zone, um, come, I like when he comes down and makes tackles in the backfield TFLs like he really can do it all um, so that's why I had to give him MVP and I just know they would not be anything without him um, we've seen them without him and it's been pretty terrible yeah um, I'm curious if you've talked to him at all since the Chiefs win just like how that felt for him and getting over the hump no I just texted him like I was proud of him um, and he said he appreciated anything but I didn't go into deep yeah, yeah, detail sure. about it Cause I know I I know he's been itching and scratching to get at the Chiefs. Yeah, he hasn't I know. Beat them. That was the first time he beat Ever, them, so yeah. I know it felt good. Well, and it's really cool to hear you say that, Todd, because we also saw Brandon McManus, who does not play on the Broncos anymore, 
tweet at Justin Simmons and say, congratulations, Justin. Um, You know, you're you're a great person and a great player, and you deserve this, your first win against the Chiefs. It just shows how former players... Max Garcia tweeted. Did he really? At Justin? No, he just tweeted like... Finally. God, I'm so happy the Broncos. That's <laughs> crazy. Like he's on another team right now. Yes, exactly. Like guys that are retired, like Todd. Guys that are still in the league, playing for other teams in the AFC yep. um, or NFC, like in the NFL. It's wild. Yep. It really. That is like a, a just such a monkey off their backs. Yeah. Um, for like not just the players, not just the coaches. I know Sean Payton would say he didn't inherit that story. It's not his streak, yeah. but it's just like the whole fan base, the all of Broncos country, everyone involved feels so much more free right now because you don't have that streak hanging over your head. And we can like finally talk a little bit of trash. Like yes. I feel like the more the chiefs win, the more they gain fans across the nation. Mm-hmm. And there's not much we can say to them. Like no. they had our number for so long. If they bring up any game, whether he tossed the ball when, uh, on a third and short. Left-handed. Left-handed. Yeah. Like, he embarrassed the Broncos so many times. Like, we were stuck. Now it's like we have a good win and a, and a dominant win. It really talks a mess. Yep. And <laughs> it should be noted that before the Chiefs streak of 16 straight games, the Broncos had a streak of how many, Zach? 10? Yeah, exactly. So the it, pattern shows. Yeah. This is about to be like a 26 game exactly. win streak for the Broncos. That which would be the all-time record. Let's go. <laughs> Ryan? Why is it Russell Wilson? Because the oh, game yeah. is about scoring <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, the Broncos have scored 17 touchdowns. Right? Yep, yep. exactly. Uh, there's no special uh no defensive touchdowns, no special teams touchdowns. Oh, no, one there was one, one defensive. One defensive, yeah. Uh, and the special teams, Marvin Mims against the Dolphins. You probably forget because it happened when yeah. they were down 70 or 50 points. Yeah. Okay, so they scored... <laughs> 19. 19 touchdowns. And Russell Wilson yeah. has been a part of 16 of them. Yep. That... I feel like I, that's just the end. <laughs> like, uh, Corlin Sutton has six. Russell Wilson has 16. The game... The point of the game is to score the ball into the end zone, and Russell Wilson is the only person getting the Broncos in there. Uh, So he has obviously been up and down all season, and he has had some really bad moments. Um, It's probably his fault they lost the Commanders game. That being said, the options here are limited. Uh, And from a statistical standpoint, he's really the only person you could even make a case for uh, in terms of stats. But... Like you said, this is depressing to me that I have to give it to Russell Wilson, and I don't mean that as an insult to him, but he hasn't played that great, and I think even he would admit that. Um, so the fact that he's getting MVP is doesn't say much. Um, but it could go to Justin, and he deserves it. It could go to Pat, and he deserves it too. In the end, I got to give it to the person who has 90% of the team's touchdown production. I'm so torn right now on where to go because i'm right in between both of you not to mention 16 to 4 4 to 1 touchdown interception ratio yeah and let me just talk about russ's stats right now because they are pretty amazing 16 touchdowns for russell wilson in terms of the nfl is the fourth most in the nfl uh his four interceptions he has a 1.7 interception percentage that's the ninth lowest in the NFL. His touchdown percentage of 6.9 touchdowns, uh, touchdown percent, is the best in the NFL. 
Now, his passing yards, only 201 yards per game, 22nd in the NFL, 66.1% completion. I'll take that any day, but that's 17th, so just tiny bit below average. Uh, his 101.7 passer rating, fourth best in the NFL. But maybe the craziest thing is the difference between his passer rating, 101.7, which is fourth, QBR. and his QBR, which is 45.3. That's 21st in the NFL. So big difference there. And a big reason is he's been sacked the third most times in the NFL. Now, there's two things that really jump off, at, at, off the, the stats for me. When I think of Russell Wilson, I think of a guy that has never received an MVP vote. So he's not thrown for 55 touchdowns a season. But when the Broncos got him, it was, man, this guy is good in the clutch. And so far, he's been damn good in the clutch. Two fourth-quarter comebacks, that's tied for the second most in the NFL. Two game-winning drives, that's tied for the second most in the NFL. So he's really helped the Broncos win when needed to. But I just don't think I can go Russ is because I think... In those clutch situations, he's also cost the Broncos two games. Mm -hmm. Not only the Commanders game, but also the Jets I mean, game. Just to revisit that, because someone said, how did he lose that game? He just had the massive fumble that started their comeback. Mm -hmm. And the Jets, he also had that fumble at the end, which turned it into a 10-point game. But if he doesn't fumble there, when Sean was just roasting him on the sideline when he was coming off, screaming yeah. at him. He was, Sean was also wrong, but anyways. Yeah, the, but the Broncos <laughs> could have won that game, too. And I just look at Justin Simmons and how important he is to this entire team. When he's on the field, they're a great defense. When he's mm -hmm. not, it's really bad. I, but I'm so torn. I could easily just as well go Russ here. Um, and uh, it's just, it's crazy to me. I think that last year is still really clouding our view of Russ. Uh, and I don't blame anyone for it because it, it, it's there for me too. I'll just say this if you delete last year, and you just move this year one up. And this is Russell Wilson's first year, and you had all the hype. And now he's 16 to 4 mm -hmm. on pace for 4,000 yards, right? Yep. Um, yep. Ish. Uh, and he's playing at this level in terms of, you know, completion percentage, touchdown to interception, all of that stuff. Everyone would say, like, yeah, this is just Russell Wilson. Like, you know, like, he, this isn't what we signed. We didn't sign up for 55, 55 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Like, he plays really well. He has a great touchdown to interception ratio. He makes some big plays in the clutch. People would still be mad about the three and five record, but it wouldn't be as much aimed at Russ if it weren't for last year being such a disaster, in my opinion. No, it's, that's, that's very fair. My biggest thing and why I just, why I'm not going Russ is because when I watch the games, it doesn't seem like Sean Payton trusts him and is giving him the ability to be the MVP of this team. Yeah. And I think Sean is the one that's holding him back. Maybe not in a bad way. Maybe this is the best that we can see Russell Wilson, and Sean Payton is just doing a masterful job of getting the most out of him while not asking too much, and that turning into turnovers. But it just does not feel like in these past three games, really, even the, the past two wins, that it's been because of Russ. Now, all the credit in the world to Russ. Three touchdowns this past game. No interceptions. The touchdowns were really good throws. He had some really good throws. But when you only throw the ball 19 times and you yeah. run it 40, I mean, he's a great game manager. And that's not an insult. I, I mean, know. like, the best quarterbacks are great game managers plus. But, man, it's just tough when I don't see the head coach fully believe in him. Mm-hmm for me to to get fully on board. I wonder who Sean would say is the most valuable player on the team. Sean. 
Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> that is great. I just can't. I I just think Russ. I mean, I wish we could overlook last year, but I mean, he did it. That no, was I his know. performance. So I just feel like with every other player that has a bad performance or Melvin Gordon and his fumbles, like it just is kind of part of his story. Now, if he can do something to turn it around, you know. But I think we're always gonna remember that Russ and not want him to be that Russ. This is always a dangerous game. Always a dangerous game to play because football just doesn't work this way. Mm-hmm. But if you can beat the Bills and you're four and five, you can make the playoffs. Like I said, it's a it's a dangerous game because you can say, well, Minnesota's really beatable. Well, Minnesota might go crazy on you, um, even though they're now going to be starting Josh Dobbs, a quarterback. Yep. Um, you can say Cleveland, they're shit. They might have P.J. Walker, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They might, but their defense is really good. Maybe yep. you just get clamped that day. Houston, beatable. C.J. Stroud maybe goes off. Like, it, on paper, it always looks easier than yep. it really is in yep. real life. Yep. But, man, there's a chance for this team to have a special story. And if they do, I think last year will never be talked about. Like, by the end of his career. Yeah. Like, if he puts together a good run here and they go to the playoffs and then he continues to have success, like, when they mention his career – as an NFL player, they won't bring up last year at all. Yep. People don't bring up Aaron Rodgers down year when he had a, a big time losing record. They don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, See? shut up. Yeah, you do. <laughs> 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 um, but if you want to bet on an incredible comeback, go to Bet365. Check out our friends because I'm sure you can get really good odds on the Broncos making the playoffs. Super Bowl run, as Javante Williams said. You can get really good Big Super Bowl odds. odds. So check out our friends over at Bet365. Use the code BET365 uh, when you sign up to get so many awesome deals over there at Bet365. And they've got so many unique bets, too. You can place all the normal bets that you can find anywhere else, but also unique bets. And you're going to get $10 in bonus bets or bet $20 or more on same-game parlays for any of Sunday's NFL games and get $10 in bonus bets to use on any event of your choice, including Monday Night Football. So check them out over at Bet365. Use that code DNVR365 when you sign up. You must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER, and that's code DNVR365. By the way, one last thing on Russ and why uh, I have him in there. He already has 200 rushing yards on the season. Um, when he came here, I said he's one of the top five best running quarterbacks of all time statistically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was averaging between four and 500 yards per season. He's, he's on pace on to pace do that again. That. Yeah. It's really impressive. Yep. Really impressive. Yeah, it is. But let me tell you about our friends over at uh, Backus and Shanker, where <laughs> if you've been seriously injured or hurt, um, Backus and Shanker is here to help. They've been serving Colorado families for over 25 years. You know how to get in contact with them. You smash the two, 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 to set up a consultation. They help in all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, whether it was a car accident, a motorcycle accident, ride share, pedestrian, truck, even if you've been injured at work. Reach out to Backus and Schenker. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients, so very, very successful. The best in town. They have offices all over Colorado, including Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Smash the two for a consultation. Two, 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 two. Smash a like on this podcast as well if you're watching on YouTube. We've got a lot of people watching and not a lot of thumbs up, so hit us with a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Okay, so I mentioned the fourth quarter drives for us and the, the game-winning drives for us. how we second in both of those. Fun trivia. Who do you think is first? Who has the most fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL? Zach Allen. 
Okay. Wait, Zach Allen? Josh Allen? I mean, Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. That's a good uh, guess. Sam Howell? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Ryan, you're probably along the writer path here. Okay. Actually, I went. I wanted to go Zach Wilson. Zach Will. Oh, my ding, bad. ding, ding! Uh, you hit it on the head. My bad. I said Zach Allen. They name every quarterback that plays in New York. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Can you believe that? I just felt like they were in a lot of to- close games, but I wouldn't have said that he was. Well, that's the caliber that we're measuring Russ up against. I mean, <laughs> well, that's fair. Wait, he has three. He has three. Yep. Okay. I don't even know if the Commanders have three wins. Do they? I think they have three. Okay, yeah. so I yeah, just knew they had five. to come back on the Broncos. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, okay, and then two game-winning drives is the second most from Russ, second most in the NFL. Guess who has the most, and it's four. So double Russ. Four game-winning drives? Yes. Is... And, and how is that defined? No idea. <laughs> no idea. It's I assume a it's a touchdown to take the lead within the last five minutes? Probably, yeah. Uh, or I guess a score to take the lead in the last five minutes. And I'll give you a hint. I'm not doing this because it's Patrick Mahomes or um, right, right, right. someone like that. So you mm-hmm. both were on the, the, the right lines. And it's not Zach Wilson either. Is it? Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. You're probably right if you're Seattle. blanking on his name. Uh, no, Gino. it's not. It's not Gino. Okay. That's a good one, though. They have five or six wins. Uh-huh. Um, these are for sure this team. These teams only wins, too. So they have. it's a four-win team. I don't know who has four wins. Well, I can't. I can't tell you the teams because um, it'll be too obvious. Because you'll be like, "That's their court," and they have the Rams. Oh, Matthew Stafford, no. Browns, no, because they haven't had yeah, the same quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Enough. Exactly. I have no idea. It's a really tough one, Todd. Any final guesses? Um, Let me just make sure this team has four wins. <laughs> of course they do. They have four com- game-winning drives. How many, how many wins does the how many right how many wins does the uh, Bengals have? Um, it's not them. Not yeah, the Bengals. Two. They have four though. Too good of a quarterback though. Oh. <clears throat> All right, I'm, I'm gonna out. give it to you the- in. Uh, oh, I just helped you out. <laughs> Desmond, Ritter. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. Oh, wow. Can you believe Zach Wilson and Desmond Ritter leading these like clutch stats, which is insane because yeah. I think uh, people I want both of. Well, maybe not Zach Wilson, but people on Desmond Ritter bench big time. Mm-hmm. I would have had to go through every team. You know, like when you're trying to do these things, you go division by division with like your eyes closed trying yep. to figure out. I would have had to go through <laughs> yep. all of them before I ever thought of Desmond Ritter. I would have never guessed Desmond Ritter either. But little fun thing to end the week. But I don't let's think actually... anyone in the comments got it either. Yeah, Desmond Ritter is just insane. Thanks for, all... Thanks for guessing, everyone. And let's get into the Super Chats really quick. Hit those. Before we get out of here, first super chat coming in from Seth Stewart. A big one. Thank you, Seth. Says, my boys, lots of talk about Broncos country. Wanting to tank for Caleb Williams. Any true fan will always want to win, Mm -mm. especially against the earmuffs effing Chiefs. In the words of Zach, let's go. We're not doing that. you guys. We're not doing that. Not doing what? Not doing real fan does this, real (laughs) fan does that. In the end, all that matters is that a real fan wants what they believe is the best thing for the Broncos to happen. So you're telling a, you're saying you won't tell a fan how to fan. Exactly. Mm. You shouldn't. Uh, You know, the thing that makes you not a fan is like not being a fan. I don't know. (laughs) Like you can be a fan, a real fan. However, you think as long as you want what's best for the Broncos in your mind, even if you're wrong, you're a fan in my eyes. Um, Damn. That being said, I don't think there were any Broncos fans who wanted the team to lose against the Chiefs. I didn't see one person 
the state the way it was against the Packers. Against right, the Packers, right. everyone was like a little bit split. Uh-huh. Against the Chiefs, everyone wanted them to win that game. I, I didn't see one person say like, damn, I can't believe we won that. Like, no matter it was, if it cost us a draft pick, everybody wanted that win. We yeah. needed Lose it. the rest. Take yeah. the rest. We'll win that <laughs> one. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's going to be pulling for the Broncos to lose against the Bills because no. I think people are hyped about where this team could be. Now, the Broncos lose to the Bills and they're 3-6 and six on the season. Then maybe we start seeing some division and, and people say, no, no, no. They just lost to the Bills after beating the Chiefs. They can, they can still be in this season. Yep. Then you're going to see some people say three and six. Come on. Let's just let's just tank and their draft position might fall to be in the top five. So that's when we see some division. But I don't think we're going to see any division right now. Um, all right. Next super chat coming in um, from uh, Flats. Flatsify? Flazify. Flazify. I like that. Why is no one talking about the massive improvement of Lloyd Cushenberry? I think Ben Powers has helped him out massively, but got to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people he have talked about really it. Well. What yeah. do we talk about when it comes to offensive linemen? If we're talking about them, that's a really bad thing. Yeah. If we're not, that's a really good thing. And we really haven't talked about Lloyd that much. We have given him some credit this week. Um, we haven't talked about Garrett Bowles that much yeah. the offensive line we talked most about is mike mcglinchey yep. and that's bad for mike mcglinchey so absolutely all the credit in the world to lloyd cushionberry unfortunately when i think of this conversation i think damn the broncos might not be able to pay him because yeah. he's playing he's so playing well, really well and they're paying four linemen already yeah i mean everyone takes a different amount of time to develop um and for him clearly it was a longer learning curve but he is holding it down in the middle now also quinn Miners has been awesome yeah um especially last week he was like his hair was on fire. He's running down the field, making plays, oh, yeah, first yeah. down. Saying, I loved it. <laughs> it yeah. just reminds me of that Cowboys game a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, they don't. We don't talk about the offensive line. Uh, I think their their success or their accolades come from internally, from like yeah. the quarterback and the running back, and then also their paycheck. They pay really, really <laughs> well for us not to talk about them. Now, I wonder what what uh, Christmas present Russ is going to get them this year. Yeah, something good now. Yeah, now they're doing so. a lot better. Yeah, By the like way, a Rolex or a yeah, Polaris yeah. or something. Yeah. Two great points in the comments from K Dub and David, who basically both said anyone who is still a fan at this point is a hundred percent a fan, which yeah. is true. That's really true. Like if you're watching the Broncos on Sundays every week, you're a real fan. Yeah, sure. that is very true. Just want to give a shout out to our Vado Luke, Coach Tobin, and Moogie94 who left comments on the website today. We really, really appreciate the support. Um, and we can talk about these next week. So drop these on today's podcast, which we'll read on Monday. But we got to go. The studio is a busy, busy place right now. Any final words? No picks. Nope. Oh my gosh, I forgot. We got to get to our AFC West picks. Yeah. Yes, so let's pull up these AFC West picks. And really quick, let's see our AFC West standings because we got to be truthful on this pod. Ryan, 18 and 8 Ooh, record yeah. right here. Todd and Alexis. Though, I was the only one to pick the Broncos last the week. The only one. The only Picked one. Picked up one on everyone. You Dang. did. You did. And Todd and Alexis still there, 16 and 10. Good record. I'm just one behind. 15 and 11. And Henry is not on the pod today because he still has a losing record. 12 and 14. The only one really bringing us down. You Making got this, me Hank. look good at least. So. We want you back, man. You got to get some wins. Well, let's see if he can get some wins. So we got three games. I can't believe I forgot about these picks. Um, we got three games. Morning football, which I'm sure you're going to be up for, right? 7.30 a.m. after getting home at 4. <sighs> I want to watch this game so bad. Are you guys... Is this a good game to have at 7.30 in the morning? <clears throat> no, it's a terrible game to have at 7.30 in the morning. It gives me reason to wake up for it, It though. does. Mm-hmm. It does. But I'm pissed about it because I probably... I, I can't do that to myself. 
I'll be waking up at 10.59 for the 11 o'clock game. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone going Dolphins? Todd, you going Dolphins? This game's in Germany, 7.30 a.m. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins, Chiefs, Todd's going Dolphins. Ryan, you're definitely going Dolphins. Mm, only because I have a lead on you guys, and I can afford to lose one here. Wow. And just pick for my Still dignity. Giving charity now. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins. <laughs> Alexis is going Dolphins. Henry's going Dolphins. Oh, that gives me an opportunity no, to chase. <laughs> no, it's locked Actually, in. Actually, you're far enough behind. I don't um, have to worry about you. Oh, shut it. I'm going Chiefs here because it's not because of the Chiefs. It's because of the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 6-2 and two, tied with the Chiefs. The winner of this game is first in the AFC. So a lot to play for. Probably home field advantage potentially on the line here. The Dolphins' six wins are against teams with losing records. They've played two teams with winning records. They've lost both of those games. Not only have they lost both of those games, the combined average score, 38-18. to 18. Mm -hmm. They've been destroyed by the two winning teams mm -hmm. they've played. So I hope it's the Dolphins. Yeah. So I'm certainly not going to be... Uh, I have to say... Um, I always get the shrapnel because Allie is an Eagles fan, so she listens to the stupid Kelsey podcast. <laughs> so I always have to overhear it. And I actually love Jason Kelsey, but I hate Travis Kelsey, and he's kind of funny and charming. And it pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about losing to the Broncos, and he sounded so dejected. Mm, and he I was like, it. I just, I'm embarrassed. I can't believe we didn't score a touchdown. Why do we keep going out there and we're not scoring points on a week-in, week-out basis? Mm. Usually by this time of the season, we just have people who, like, figure it out and we get it done. Wow. And I was like, wow, man, he sounds like you're sounds like a team that's like three and five yes. not a team that's six and two yes so i i worry a little, it feels like they're kind of looking around like pat are you gonna save us mm. or are we gonna have to rely on like sky Moore and rashi rice I, I like it he's like someone typically like just yes. saves us at this point without yes. just saying patrick yes. mahomes <laughs> and andy reed like yep yep um man i love that i love it. and i saw the video um, Alex Singleton was waving Kelsey goodbye mm. at the end of the game. He was waving him into the tunnel. Too good. We love our guy, Alex. Okay, next game, we've got the uh, um, Giants going into Las Vegas to play this new-look Raiders. New quarterback, new coach, new general manager. <sighs> it's kind that. of a wild new three to have in the middle of the season. It is. I hate to do this, but I got here going with my gut. I always pick a team with a new coach. I can't go against the my energy. own. Yeah, I can't yeah. go against my own rule, which is new coach game. Always take the team with the interim coach. I'm taking the Raiders. Sorry. Okay. I want to take the Raiders too, um, but I'm trying to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna take the Giants. Oh, even though, okay, chasing already. Even though I feel like the the Raiders are gonna have so much energy, Devonte Adams may have 200 yards, but they are starting Aiden O'Connell. Which I He's think means Devontae Adams yeah. is going to have to. He's just going to throw it up. That's true. This is a Devontae Adams game. It is. Um, crazy enough, uh, on the betting websites, Devontae Adams has a better chance to be the MVP than any Bronco. Wow. Maybe mm. they think it comes in this game. Um, but yeah, I agree. The energy, especially that Antonio Pierce is bringing as a head coach, yeah. at least for one game, it's going to work at home. So I'm going Raiders as well. Um, Alexis is going Giants and Henry is going Raiders as well. All right, final <laughs> game of the weekend is actually the final game of the weekend. It's not even the weekend. Monday night, Chargers going into New York to play the Jets. And no way either of you guys are picking the Chargers, right? Nope. I'm taking the Chargers. <laughs> oh, uh. Todd is. 
Gotta find ways to get wins around this game. <laughs> um, I just feel like the Giants have been getting lucky. The Jets. Uh, I mean, the Jets have been getting lucky, especially in their last game. Um, and I feel like the Chargers like the charge, but I don't think they're going to do it mm. this time. So I'm going to give it to the Chargers on this one. Chargers are just getting these like layup wins to come out of this <laughs> lame uh, start that they got off to. Like you get the Bears and Jets back to back. Yep. Um, that being said, they're gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jets are a winning football team right now, four and three. Yep, exactly, and they have a nasty defense. They do. Yeah, I'm going Chargers though. I think. Uh, it's Zach Wilson against Justin Herbert. Let's not make it too complicated. Uh, Alexis is going Jets, and Henry is going Chargers. This is maybe the most split all five of us have been on games. Uh, and we don't have to even pick for or against the Broncos here. So that's going to do it. Let's hope that it's just a clean... Let's hope Alexis is, uh, Alexis is right, because she has all non-AFC West teams winning this week. Let's go. So let's hope that Way that stand for something, is Alexis. what happens <laughs> this week. Yeah, that's your coach. <laughs> and on that note, have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday for talking about a huge game the following Monday. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. Have a great week.
last time.